Hey guys, this is Ella, Severa, and Sabrina. Welcome to our podcast. We interviewed a variety of people of different ages, backgrounds, and experiences with baptism. Um, hey. Hey. Um, it's me, Severa, and this is my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Severa. Okay. Um. So let's get into it. Um. So, what like significance does water have for you? Um. I guess water. I mean, I understand that water is like the basis of all life. And, um, and so I value, um, I value keeping the water supply clean and available. I worry about our future water supply. Um, I value, um, I value it, but I have to say I'm kind of a hydrophobe, so I don't drink it enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't say I have to say that I don't particularly associate water with purity. I don't. For me, purity is not a very important concept. Um, I think it does more harm than good. Um, and I worry about the sort of idea of symbolic cleansing. Um, so at the same time. So in a real way, I value water a lot. Um, as a symbol, I'm a little bit more ambivalent about it. All right, cool. That's completely awesome. Um, so what initiation rites have you witnessed or experienced? Um, and what was that like? I guess. I, you know, the only initiation rites that come to mind are Catholic initiation rites. You know, I've seen People get their first communions. I've seen people be confirmed. Um, I've obviously seen people get baptized. I had you yeah. baptized. Um, and um, I mean, I guess I also would include the going to baccalaureate addresses for students who are getting initiated into college life. Um, I think that there are, you know, there's important, so these are important sort of ceremonial moments of including people in a community. Um, and I think. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's very, it's beautiful. I think the more kind of community that we have and that we can belong to and the more we celebrate practices of inclusion as opposed to exclusion, the better we all are for it. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much. Um, it's been really cool talking to you, mom. All right. My pleasure. Peace. How does water play a role in your life? Uh, I drink it. I mean, it's it's just I would die without it, you know. I guess it's important. What initiation rites have you experienced or witnessed? Some examples are naming ceremonies, celebration of first year of life, welcoming to family parties. Um, I went to my uh, cousin's first birthday, and that's pretty much it. What comes to mind when you hear the phrase, life-giving water? What do you thirst for, yearn for? Uh, when I hear the phrase, life-giving water, giving water, 
I guess I think about just like the earth and how it has water and it like sustains life and stuff. Uh, I yearn for a cold glass of milk. How does water play a role in your spiritual life? How does it nurture you? Um, it nurtures me? Yeah. I mean, I guess it keeps me healthy. I feel a lot better if I'm like really thirsty and I drink it. I guess that's how it nurtures me. Today we have a special guest, my youth minister, DJ. DJ, you want to introduce yourself? Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is DJ, or Daniel. Um, I have been a youth minister for the past five years, as well as a confirmation catechist for the past five years. And yeah, I think that's a pretty quick introduction. Perfect. Okay. So we're just going to be asking you some questions. So my first question to you, DJ, is what does it mean for you to say that you are baptized? What does it mean for you to say that you are baptized? Mm -hmm. Or to you personally? Oh, to me personally. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, let's see. Well, the way that whenever I hear the word baptized and the way that I kind of think about it is pretty much like the sacrament itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I've always learned about what baptism is, is how it's kind of like the other spectrum to, you know, confirmation right. in a way, where it's like the person being baptized, you know, being initiated into this Catholic faith or into this faith, into this church. And um, they're doing so because of the will, like solely because of the will of their parents. Or the people that, you know, are, you know, watching over them, pretty much. And with that, it's not only just, you know, just the parents really pushing for them to, you know, be a part of this community and this faith and have this type of foundation, but they also, you know, have, like, sponsors, they have, like, um, godparents that are supposed to be there to, you know, watch over them and to be there for them as they kind of journey through this faith until it's time for that individual, the person being baptized, until it's time for them to make their own decision on whether they want to be a part of this faith for themselves. So when I talk, when I hear the term baptism and what does it mean to be baptized, I always think of like an initiation in a way. Right. It's like an initiation, an introduction that is gifted by, you know, um, like, this gifted by like parents or parental figures mm-hmm. okay, okay warm fuzzies to that okay so um second question is what do you immediately associate with the sacrament of baptism immediately associate oh i think the first two things that i really associate with baptism is water and mm-hmm. fire actually yeah, um, I think for water, I think is because I think water, of course, is probably one of the most well known, especially when it comes to baptisms in the mm-hmm. Catholic Church. Water has always been known to, you know, wash over mm-hmm. the person being baptized. 
Um, something that I came to realize too when I was um, in a recent baptism that I remember attending was the use of the fire on how the um, the candles actually, like the person being baptized actually has a, their own candle being lit by the Paschal candle. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like symbolizing how their faith is kind of being sparked right at that moment of baptism, right. um, you know, from the source itself being taken from the Paschal candle. Mm-hmm. So um, when I, that was a question, right? What I think of when I, um, yeah, yeah. with that associated with baptism. Yeah, so I think, I think that's why um, water and fire mm-hmm. is um, what I think of when it's associated. And I, I think it makes sense too, because in other senses, or in other uh, references, fire and water have been used to be different types of cleansing. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's kind of what baptism is too. At the same time, when you're being initiated into this faith, it really is also a cleansing stage as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why, yeah, uh, not even I think. That's why I associate, you know, baptism with fire and water. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. That's cool. Um... What effect has your baptism had on your life? Ooh, on my life, like personally? Yes. Um, I guess. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, but for me at least, and I think for a lot of people in my family, um, we were actually we were baptized, you know, at pretty close to when we were born. So, you know, we were just little babies. We didn't really know. Yeah. Um, like, we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into. And um, I think for me, growing up, from that moment, like, I always knew that I had all these people, all these godparents, mm-hmm. you know, watching over me. Not only because they'd give me, you know, different gifts or whatever, even though I've never heard their names, but um, it's like they were actually kind of there they're always trying to play like a parental role at the same time mm-hmm. especially when it came to times of my own my own like um, struggles as a you know a younger kid mm-hmm. growing up and stuff like that when it came to like coping with you know family losses and stuff like that they were always like i always had different parental figures outside of my own you know my own set mm-hmm. and so um, when it comes to you know how baptism has kind of played a role i don't I think it um I think those parental figures really um I think with them being my godparents I think it just makes it like makes that feeling of them watching over me just a little bit more special just because of you know what grounds them to be um like what's their foundation what grounds them into being there for me to begin with And with them, it was always through faith. And so with that being their foundation and watching over me, you know, like helping me grow on my own, um, I think that has played a pretty significant role. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think with that, and I don't know, I can't, again, I can't speak for everybody, mm-hmm. but I mean, like I wasn't, I wasn't always the fondest of church. I wasn't always, right. you know, the most excited to go yeah, to yeah. church. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's. But then, I don't know, I think for me, um, especially on my years leading up to the moment for me to make that decision during confirmation, those people that were with me since baptism really helped kind of put things into perspective on what it means to be a Catholic. 
what it means to kind of live and choose this faith and foundation as my lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get what you mean about, you know, the whole thing, the transition between like, you know, with baptism, it's mostly your parents' decision, whereas when you transition into another sacrament of initiation, like confirmation, it's really um, on our terms through you know, the impact our godparents make and our parents make throughout our faith journey up till that point and to really, you know, make that lifestyle and decision on our own. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that um, answer. Um, what, or wait, how would you explain the life-giving waters of baptism? The life-giving waters of baptism? Mm-hmm. Oof. Well, I don't know. I guess uh, when it comes to, you know, the life-giving waters of baptism, I guess it kind of ties into, you know, what I said earlier about what sticks out to me or what I kind of associate with baptism. And again, I think it really is cleansing. And um, I think at the end of the day, because again, before we get baptized, there's always the, you know, there's always the, that original sin that we carry. Uh, which of course, I mean, during baptism, especially during that period of baptism, I wouldn't, I didn't understand because, you know, it was not only because I was little, but like I wouldn't have gotten it even if I was like, you know, five or something like that. Like I wouldn't have been able to understand what that actually means, you know, to be cleansed from, you know, sin of my ancestors. So, I mean, um, again, when it comes to the life-giving waters, I think it's something that, you know, doesn't, you know, symbolize, you know, cl- like cleansing. I think it really just is cleansing. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think it just kind of is like cleansing at that point when it comes to these waters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why um, it's such an important part of baptism. Yeah, yeah and from what, I've, from what I've observed when it comes to baptism too, it looks like um, they're always washing the head. So I think when, um, I could be totally wrong, but, um, <laughs> um, like, whenever I see that, I think it just, like, shows on how they're cleansing, you know, the conscience of this young child being initiated into this faith. Wow. Again, I could be totally wrong with that, like, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least just kind of, like, imagining how it'd be. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I feel like I could probably best, you know, mm-hmm. stay it. Dang, that's a really good like analogy. I never thought of it like that. Um, so, the next question would be, how has your faith developed since your baptism? I know it kind of ties into the third question, but... Hmm. How has my faith been determined by my baptism? How has your faith developed? Since oh, developed? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think... Yeah, I guess instead, I mean, I guess the years in between, like, baptism and confirmation, it was kind of like, um, like a, an in and out, I guess, for me when it comes to the faith. It's not like I was never, like, out of the faith or whatever, but I didn't see myself, like, fully in. Like, I didn't see myself, like, fully committing to, you know, what this was. And, um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's not even just, like, an age thing of, you know, being impatient and masked. 
because sometimes that can like sometimes when it comes to like homilies and some services sometimes it will go over my head now Mm -hmm. um you know as an adult and so um, when it comes to those like specific years there was just like some things where i feel like or there was just times where i feel like i wasn't really in and like fully committed into you know being a catholic i guess and like you know fully sending it with my faith um again those couple years leading into confirmations kind of changed and um i think i remember my my the four years after my confirmation i would kind of just go through the motions of um you know what a catholic would do still going to church you know being part of youth group trying to volunteer um with my community and everything like that but i think it took me a while to you know really understand what the meaning of it really was and you know what you know this faith is actually about and so um the way that it's kind of developed since then is it's given me an area on where I can like adapt or not adapt but like grow this faith to my own and I'm not saying that I'm like um, I'm not saying that I'm like what's it called I know there's a phrase uh, when it comes to some Catholics I think it's called like um, what's it I think it's called like a buffet like oh, a buffet yeah, line yeah. like you kind of pick and choose yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah like cafeteria yeah, yeah. so you kind of like pick and choose on the things you want to believe in right um and i think uh, developing since confirmation with baptism along with my godparents i think that's something that i i don't know i'm still going through is trying to like you know mm-hmm. figure out you know where i would be like what kind of catholic am i like am i fully sending it mm-hmm. or am i you know, just picking and choosing the things that I want to talk about, want to learn about. Mm-hmm. And I think to an extent after, um, and I think since baptism, I think to an extent, I see a lot of people that do pick and choose, but at the same time, there's things that I would rather avoid too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I think it's a very weird situation, but I think in a nutshell, it's kind of like since then developing my is it how it's how i've developed right yes okay um i guess um you know since then how i've developed as my person it has been kind of like picking and choosing but Mm -hmm. nowadays especially in the more recent years it's been not more so just picking and choosing but trying to find the truth in the things that i was trying to avoid so it's more so like it's given me an avenue on where i can actually explore you know what my faith actually is like truly is and what it's supposed to be at the root but i think that's only for me and i i think that i'm not saying that's uniquely for me but when i look at a lot of people from my class that i was confirmed with i see a lot of people that you know are not practicing and that have kind of like you know chosen a more just like solely spiritual outside of the religion you know type of foundation which i understand i get and I can see why a lot of people wanted to leave and have left. But um, I think for me now, it's kind of just trying to see while I'm still here, while I am here, trying to see you know, what I can do to kind of, you know, not necessarily bring them back, but at least get to the truth as to why this is causing everybody to behave like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really insightful. Thank you. Um, so 
question for you, DJ. Um, how would you explain the sacrament of baptism to people of other faiths or to people of no faith? It's like a, it's like such an open-ended and like complex, like complicated question. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, I think for me, it's trying to find that thought process on like where to navigate it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I understand that so many people come from different backgrounds, and so many people have you know different households and different home lives. Mm -hmm. Um, I I always thought that, or not, I always thought, but. I would think that the easiest way to explain it or the easiest parallel to kind of draw baptism from is when your parent or when a, like a parent brings a kid to the doctor and um, I think that's the easiest like draw that or the easiest parallel that I can choose from because like when a parent usually brings a kid to the doctor it's something that the parent know something is going on whether it be like a checkup or like they've you know heard their kid coughing in a weird way but it's something like that the kid doesn't know really know what's going on themselves mm-hmm. sometimes so um but it's something that the parent or parental figures would know so it's like um i feel like that would probably be the easiest way that i can kind of like compare it to Mm-hmm. and kind of explain it to you because like when you're a kid you might not be aware of the different things that is affecting your soul you might not be aware of the different things that is affecting your condition like your person mm-hmm. but if you're lucky enough and blessed enough to have you know parental figures or parents that um you know are there and are capable of you know taking you to the doctors and taking you to get medicine taking you to get healed and everything then I think that would a comparison that I feel like would work mm-hmm. when trying to explain what baptism is. Because at the end of the day, baptism is not only initiation, but it's also a segue into healing. And so that's why I would choose, you know, parents bringing a kid to the doctors right. as like an oddly way to explain it. But mm, yeah. I think at least in my current state, I think that's probably the best way that I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 you're good, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, so that's actually all the questions we have. Um, yeah, but I just wanted to say thank you again for your insight on this wonderful sacrament of baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This, this is so interesting. Yeah, I never thought of these things. Yeah. But I'll definitely be thinking about it. But thank you so much, DJ, for your time. And I'm pretty sure um, the rest of my religion class and my teacher would most definitely um, take your words to heart. So, yeah, thank you for your time. For sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And, yeah, again, when it comes to baptism and their sacraments of initiation, um, especially after confirmation, I think it's really up to the, you know, the individual and how they want to proceed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah so but yeah thank you for having me yeah for sure all right guys that's a wrap with chat with sab tune in to next week peace after interviewing the important people in our lives we realized how versatile water is how is water important in your life
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on Current Events, Different Views on Water.